You're listening to the Keeping It Real podcast geared specifically towards entrepreneurs and hosted by yours truly, Connie Hammond, the founder of Resort Entrepreneurs and Resort Workers. This is episode number seven. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. So today's perspective is about competition. It's a subject that I'm guessing is not near and dear to your heart. However, I am offering a new twist on this subject today, and I do think it's one that you just might enjoy. So sit back and take a listen, and let's get started. On my walk last night, I was listening to an entrepreneurial podcast like I usually do when I heard a Native American quote on competition that stopped me dead in my tracks. The quote was, in our tribe, we don't believe in competition. We actually think it's a mental illness. Wow. Think about that quote for a moment and then consider how much of your time is spent in comparison mode. We seriously must all be nuts. You see a competitor on social media touting their horn about some great achievement and your mind immediately goes to a lot of different emotions like pity party. I can't believe how hard I worked to be this far behind. Disbelief. How in the hell did they do that? Jealousy. I could achieve that too if I was born with her looks and money. Denial. Whatever. Anger. Not fair. Her husband gives her unlimited funds for her business. Awe. What? No awe? Well, we are human after all. But let me challenge you you here. If genuine awe and appreciation isn't one of the first reactions, then you are doing yourself a disservice. That's because, at least in this scenario, it really is all about you. I'm sure the feeling of not measuring up originates in your childhood somewhere, like I'm sure mine does. But at, this, at some point, we have to tell that kid to get out of the driver's seat because you, the adult, are now in charge. You know deep inside that you're good enough. But the doubt creep can cause momentary jealousy. And that's okay as long as you recognize it for what it is. I really try hard to pay attention to that inner gut punch. For example, you know when you get on social media and someone has thousands times the followers that you do? Doubt creep. Or how about when you see them secure a shiny new partnership, one that you'd give your right arm for just to get on their radar? Doubt creep. How about when they tout their horn, proclaiming that their new product just sold out, when you can't even get a like on Facebook, a heart on Instagram, or a retweet on Twitter? Doubt creep. Listen up, folks. You got to get rid of that creep. You got to check the creep. Otherwise, doubt creep becomes paralyzing depression. Acknowledge and appreciate their success and then remind yourself of all those little wins you have all the time. The problem is you just don't acknowledge them and appreciate them like you should. There will always be someone ahead of you, just like there will always be someone behind you. So stay aware of your emotions Understand and harness your emotions to your benefit, not to your detriment. And awareness will help you release the competitive edge in situations where it would be detrimental to your business goals. Instead, focus on yourself, your business, and your goals. So, are you hyper-competitive? Research shows that competition can be a great driver. But when it turns from motivator to demotivator, you're definitely in in need of a mindset shift. According to Wikipedia, the tendency toward extreme unhealthy competition has been termed hypercompetitiveness. 
This concept originated in Karen Homey's theories on neurosis, specifically the highly aggressive personality type, which is characterized as moving against people. In her view, some people have a need to compete and win at all costs as a means of maintaining their self-worth. These individuals are likely to turn any activity into a competition and they will feel threatened if they find themselves losing. So, to avoid being hyper-competitive, it's important to remember that every single person has a different life experience than you do. That's right, folks. Each and every one of us is unique, and thank God we are. Someone may be an overachiever in one particular area, but be a complete and total failure in another. They may have a never-ending supply of funding while you're a bootstrapping penny pincher. They may have an outgoing personality while you're a stuck-behind-the-laptop introvert. Bottom line is this. In order to succeed, you have to play to your own strengths. None of these comparisons necessarily mean good or bad. They just mean different. Plus, the only constant in, cha- in life is change. One day you may be a hermit hiding away at home, and the next day you get your groove back, gather your chutzpah, and find yourself the center of attention. That's why competition can be such a dangerous thing. Change is guaranteed. Life is in constant flow. Competitors will come and go. So it's important to realize that the more competition there is in your market, the more opportunity there is. If no one is doing it, it's probably not worth doing unless, of course, you're that rare 0.005% who tap into a new market. So a little competition is really a healthy form of validation. Competition also keeps you on your toes. They help you push, those competitors help push you to be better, to do better, and to produce better. Healthy competition keeps you innovating for success. Contentment breeds complacency, so be glad that competitors are around to up the ante. Hustle on, enjoy the ride, and let the competition drive you. So now, to shake things up, here's a little action exercise to get you out of comparison mode and help you stay positive. So here it is. To transform a negative encounter into a positive reaction, you must first recognize when you're doing it. Becoming aware is half the battle. So right now, I'd like you to make a list, even if it's mental, of at least three to five ways you've entered a comparison mode this past week. It can be personal, business, or both, but consider the situation that arose and how you handled it, and then add it to this list if you feel you acted in a way that was less than desired. Some examples. Were you on a phone call with a friend and noticed you cringed at something they said that you'd never say? When you drive to work, do you compare your ride to others? When you're in line at the grocery store, are you comparing your body to the person in front of you? When you go skiing or play sports, do you compare gear? Do you think your political opinions are superior to those you call friends? Do you think you're not as lucky as your top competitor? Do you think your financial situation sucks compared to your neighbor? Once you've created this list, and take some time with it when when we're done with this podcast, um, but once you've created your list, go back through it and start to reframe each thing one at a time. Review mentally or in writing how you could have softened the approach so that instead of a negative comparison, you express more compassion, some more kindness, support, and gentleness. Keep in mind that this exercise is really not so much about the other as it is about you. 
How can you express more compassion, kindness, support, and gentleness to yourself when you enter comparison mode? So that's your little takeaway homework. (laughs) And that's about it for this podcast. I hope um, you will send me a message and let me know how you like it. Do you need to become more compassionate when you and get in get out of comparison mode? Are you way too competitive, or do you find yourself being compassionate, which would be great? Bottom line is, I hope this podcast finds you well. I'll continue to pray for your success, and I would just like to thank you for listening. Until next time, thanks. Bye bye.